on This Week in History with Paul Waite. And I am Paul Waite, and I've been Paul Waite for two Donkey's long. years. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly said how long. So, <laughs> so, something like 22,000 days. Ooh. I've been alive for 22,000 days. Wow, that's a lot of days. Oh. How long's that? Yeah, Chloe's only been around for about 302 days. Mm. So there's a bit of a contrast there. Um, anyway, the, sh- the, the first song back after the break was from a lady whose voice is divine. Um, a lady called Sarah McLachlan, and it was full of grace. I hope you really liked that. Filled so, full of grace. Um, we're, we're back to uh, educating the boys and, and the young lady today. Mm. So, on this week in history, uh, lots of on this week in history. So, if I manage not to talk too much, uh, there are something like 14 factoids today. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Interesting week in the world. So, we're going to do these in chronological order. Chron- so, on this week in history, in 1620. The Mayflower set sail from Southampton. Mm. And what, what was the come on? Who wants to tell me what the Mayflower was? It was a ship. Yes. <laughs> yep. Definitely a ship. Was that went where? No. Um, America. It went to America yeah. with 102 pilgrims. Ah, nice. And these people were um, quite religious. These were Protestant, uh, quite extreme Protestants. Um, uh, there's a bit of a crackdown in the country at the time, um, 1620. Yeah, so this was this is when obviously uh, Charles I was the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles I was a Catholic, be- believed in um, divine right and all that. You know, God was he was God. Um, it's a dangerous one. That is. So it was quite a, a, a bad time to be a Protestant. So uh, Protestants um, moved to places like Holland, which was the free country, very much um, in the world to go to. Um, and people um, basically decided to go off and seek a better life, mm. and so these brave souls left Southampton and head off, headed off to New England. Uh, and of course, the rest is history. As how they many say. was it? One hundred and two. One hundred and two. Um, and I'm very proud to say uh, that both my wife and I have. In fact, Lisa has a, a direct ancestor who was on the Mayflower. Oh wow! Um, and in fact, um, one of the big. Um, uh, Causeways in Boss in in Massachusetts is called Waits Landing. Oh, yeah. After my ancestors who fled, um, mm. but that's for another day. <laughs> um, so moving on to number two, um, in eighteen hundred and fifty-one, Isaac Singer patented the sewing machine. Have you ever used a sewing machine, Chloe? Mm, my friend has. Oh, yeah. So we've all heard of Singer's sewing machine, haven't we? Mm, no. I hope. <laughs> that, I've well, heard that, of the sewing machine. Uh, that worked well. <laughs> um, a fact which um, uh, is, is, is very interesting for me, and uh, all you sporting types out there, in 1903, the All Blacks played their first ever test match. Mm. The All Blacks being the New, New Zealand, Zealand rugby team, yeah. Mm. Uh, undeniably the best rugby team in the world over 100 years. Did, um, they, did they have the hacker straight from the start? I'm not sure. That's a good mm. question. We'll have to find out. Mm. Harker, Harker. Yes, and they played Australia in their first ever match, oh, and the yeah. score was 22-3 to the All Blacks. Oh, wow. Started off as good they meant score. to go on. Hmm? Good score. Good score. Thank you, Chloe. Yes, it was a good score. <laughs> yes, and especially in those days, I think tries were only three points. Um, mm. It was a five today. So that was quite interesting. And then um, in 1908... Um, I think as an entrepreneur, this is quite a, a key moment in history. Uh, Henry the Fo- Henry Ford built the very first Model T Ford. Oh, lovely, um, And one of the things I think, you know, obviously we are business people essentially bringing, spreading love and music to the world. 
Um, and Henry Ford had a beautiful comment, and he said, "If I had given people what they really wanted, I would have given them faster horses." <laughs> That's what he well, said, and he, and he kind of did <laughs> horsepower yeah. and all that. So that, oh, yeah. I, actually, mm. I actually, um, Ben Arthur will tell you when he first saw me speak publicly, I said mm. that in public because mm. um, I was doing a presentation on um, on uh, market differentiation and how to create a brand. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think he also said another great thing with uh, with the um, with the Fords as well. When he first said, "I'll, I'll give I'll give um, I'll give people any colour as long as it's black." Exactly right. <laughs> yes. So the last one before we get on to the next song is in 1914, Japan joined in the war, the first war. So let's have a guess. Come on, in, Craig. Whose side were they on? Mm. Whose side do you think Japan was on in the first world war? Uh, on the First World War. Uh, Ours? The Why do you side? think that? I don't know. Didn't I just think... Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yes, they were on our side, yes. Mm. Yes, in the First World War, Japan was on our side. Mm. I've got a, an update on your hacker for you. They were first performed in 1888 by the New Zealand rugby team. There you go. But that was obviously in a non-test match. So, mm. so well, I think it's reasonable to assume in the test match they would have done the hacker. Yeah. So there we are. We, we've start. gone over our five minutes. Uh, next song is a great song by Morrissey. Uh, it's about Hector, and he was the first of the gang to die. Great song. And 
This Week in History. Oh, part two. And we're going on to this. And it's fact six. Fact six, part two. That's amazing. How many bits of education am I going to... This is going to be an all-time personal best today. Mm. So number six is, in 1923, Kemal Ataturk was elected the president of Turkey. Okay. Uh, It's very interesting, this. Kemal Ataturk is actually... I think he's either the great-grandfather or great-uncle of Boris Johnson. Oh. Oh. Yeah, how interesting is that? Mm. That's really Uh, interesting. Yeah, there's a programme I really like called Who Do You Think You Are uh, on BBC. Oh, yeah. Uh, And his was fantastic because it turned out that not only was he directly related to Kemal Ataturk, uh, who became the first uh, leader of the Turkish Republic. Right. After the collapse of the Ottoman... Have you heard of the Ottoman Empire? Yeah, Ottoman Empire, yeah. So the Ottoman Empire was basically... um, probably the most dominant empire in the world at one stage. Um, one thing you find when you've travelled extensively through Europe, like I have, particularly in Eastern Europe, everyone hates the Turks. Oh, okay. So wherever you go, Prague, Sofia, uh, there are statues of uh, knights uh, who won decisive battles against the Turks. Mm. Is that because of the Ottoman Empire? Yes, the Ottomans were obviously very expansionist. Mm. Um, and uh, anyway, the, the First World War was basically the death knell for the Ottomans. Uh, the, the, the Turks were on the side of the Germans, as you may know, mm. in the First World War. And um, that was the end of them. So uh, the Sultan, whoever he was, he went um, and uh, Ataturk took over. The other thing that's very interesting about Boris Johnson is it also turned out that he was... Um, a direct uh, descendant of George the First. Oh wow! Wow. So uh, has very interesting pedigree, old Boris. Mm-hmm. Even though he's totally incompetent, but uh, <laughs> that's that's probably for uh, another day. So number seven, rather um, rather a gory one here. Sorry about this, Chloe. In 1936, uh, a guy called Rainy Bethew <laughs> Rainy Bethew. Um, was the last man to be publicly hung oh, in, okay. in, in America, but it was actually in Kentucky. Uh, and I've actually seen the photos of it. Um, so it's quite grisly, isn't it? But, um, <laughs> don't you think? 84 years ago that, uh, years. that this person was publicly pu- publicly executed. But they didn't stop executing people, did they? I mean... Uh, no, in fact, one of the states has just brought back the electric chair ah. um, in the last three months. So... Um, now a, a, a happy, a happy uh, thing to report on. Um, so I think in earlier in the year we we talked about Victory in Europe Day, which was of course in May, uh, May the eighth, if I remember rightly, when um, when uh, the Allies uh, finally beat Germany and uh, what we call the Axis powers. Uh, but of course the Japanese um, refused to surrender, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why uh, we ended up having to nuke them, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Um, and we discussed, I think, last week, that's not necessarily something in today's modern society that everyone thinks is a very good idea. But anyway, uh, in this week in history, 1945, Japan surrendered. Mm. So that's called VJ Day, Victory in Japan. Mm. Uh, and, and Second World War finally came to an end. So, you know, really, really... So Japan obviously went from being on our side to very much not being in the Second World War. It created a lot of trouble for us in, in Asia. Of course, we lost Singapore to them. Pearl Harbor uh, as well. Which wasn't ours, of course. They no. bombed Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. Did you know that? Ah, okay, yeah. So that's where Pearl Harbor was? Mm, mm. Mm. So, um, uh, so a, 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 another good fact, I think, um, we talked about Gandhi a lot in the past and how um, how influential he is to me. 
and how much I think he was a great man. And in 1947, uh, on this week in history, India finally gained independence from the UK, mm. uh, which is quite interesting um, because right up until 1950, um, they continued as a what, what is actually called a dominion, mm. uh, which which means they were sort of almost like um, almost part of the UK, but they weren't, you know. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, in 1950, they got full independence. Um, but of course, they are still very much in the Commonwealth. One of the things I'm very hopeful about in terms of the post-Brexit Britain, um, and this is to some extent the Chinese aggression recently, um, you may be aware of the problems between India and China um, and various deaths uh, between the, the soldiers there. So I'm very much hoping that um, the natural bond between Britain and India will be strengthened. So moving on. Uh, a lady uh, who at her peak, I must admit, I thought was rather something. Uh, Madonna, uh, like a virgin, um, I can remember just about, I was just about to play Skittles. I played Skittles every week <laughs> in those days. And I saw this video for the first time and I was in love. <laughs>
the news of old. On this week in history with Paul Waite. I am Paul Waits and I am bringing you the news of old. The news of old. That's greatly helped because I'm watching Robin of Sherwood every morning, Monday to Friday at the moment. Oh. Uh, into the second series with, with Jason Connery instead of the wonderful Michael Pride, but can't have everything. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I very much see myself as Robin Hood, uh, like an old Robin Hood limping around the countryside, <laughs> followed by my little supporters. Drew looks like a, a squashed little John or something. <laughs> <laughs> not quite sure. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm not going to say who Craig would be. Craig is clearly destined for a part that I'm not going to um, mm. upset him. Um, Craig's just going to tell us a really interesting fact about him going to America. And what did you see, Craig? Yeah, so I went to Washington for my 40th uh, three years ago. Um, a lovely place, really would recommend it. Um, but went to the Smithsonian's um, Air and Space Museum. They've got a big big bit out by the airport and lots of great things there. But the Enola Gay that, that dropped the uh, atomic bomb on, on the first mm-hmm. city in Japan's there. They've got it raised up on a big sort of platform just and there's security around it you know, like 24-7 mm-hmm. uh, just in case anyone gets any ideas. <laughs> ah, that's that. we always like it's always nice isn't it when when you can have a personal view mm. so we have a scoop there we have craig arthur legendary worldwide global reporter <laughs> who has been to enola gay which of course as we also said last week was a brilliant song by omd mm. which we're going to have to play when we get to O, which is going to be very soon isn't it oh yeah right so also on the same day actually because it was part of india do you know that pakistan was part of india yes yeah, and Bangladesh? Pakistan. As part of India as well. Do you know, and Bangladesh was first called when it was split? Mm, nope. East Pakistan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so when, in 1947, India was partitioned, uh, which was very uh, very much against the wishes of Mahatma Gandhi, because mm. uh, obviously it divided the, the Indian people. Mm-hmm. It's led to conflict today. So, for instance, in Kashmir, you might see on the news they're often talking about fighting in Kashmir. Mm. Uh, Kashmir is very much a Muslim uh, enclave, but is technically part of India, so that causes a lot of friction. Of course, one of the terrible things that happened after India was partitioned and became three countries. So initially India, Pakistan, and East Pakistan. Pakistan and East Pakistan being Muslim, uh, and uh, India being uh, largely Hindu, but with mm. obviously quite a large Sikh mm. uh, minority. The people wear the turbans mm-hmm. and have the golden temple at Amritsar, or whatever. Mm. Um, and uh, there was quite a few, so... Um, famous cricketer um, played for England a spin bowler whose name escapes me at the moment but he was a Sikh um, really good lad and of course what was really brutally sad is uh, the poor old you know I think Mahatma Gandhi had spent his whole life um, working for independence and then of course um, he never he never ever ever figured that independence would lead to the breakup of India it, mm. it never you know it wasn't what they were doing and um Within the first seven days of uh, India and Pakistan becoming separate, something like 100,000 people were killed. Whoa. Um, basically, that was absolutely scary because you obviously had uh, Muslims trapped in Indian enclaves and vice versa. And basically what happened is, is like if, if there were a village of Muslims in India, the, the Indians just went in and killed them all. Whoa. Babies and everything. That's crazy. Like, hacked them to pieces. There's some really, if you read about it, terrible scenes. So sorry, sorry about that. When I was so that, that that's one one of the reasons why I'm a great believer in what Winston Churchill said, where he said, "On the hill, the British influence is a benign and benevolent influence." <laughs> and of course, what happened is we gave them their independence and they killed each other. So, <laughs> what can you do? Eh? 
So um, there's a little fact here that, oh, was another on the, on the independence trail. So um, uh, in 1950, Indonesia was formed as a republic. Uh, and do you know what country it was previously part of? Anyone have a guess? Mm. Holland. Oh. oh hey. Yeah. Indonesia Dutch were very uh, pioneering. Wow. Uh, we were quite naughty. We nicked, because obviously the, the, the Dutch, uh, New York was called New Amsterdam first. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yes, and New York was founded by the Dutch. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's what, what I teach you, honestly. <laughs> you just wouldn't believe it, would you? So yeah, Indonesia is now an extremely large country, and I found in my experience nearly everyone in Indonesia supports Liverpool mm. for oh, some okay. reason, which is, is really... Is Bali in Indonesia? Yes, I think it's, a, yeah. it's an island in Indonesia, mm. yeah. Um, and the last one, which I know Drew will really like, um, in 2016, a Greenland shark was inadvertently captured as what they call byproduct of, um, as a byproduct of fishing. Oh, okay. Um, it's a really sad story, this. It's the oldest vertebrate animal in the world ever, cap- ever found. Mm. How old do you think it was? I did a, a think test on it. 50? Oldest vertebrate animal, including a- humans. Oh, okay. Uh, well, so obviously it has to be more than 100. Cause 100 and, 100 and 150. 392. Whoa. Can you believe that? So a, a shark had lived to be 392 and then it get caught. Wow. So how, how desperately sad is that? Oh, that's really sad. So it is sad. So anyway, we're out of time. Hope you enjoyed that today. Lots and lots of facts, lots of history. Um, Drew's just come up with a suggestion. We're, we're not doing justice to some of these facts because we could talk for hours about them. But we're now going to move back on to the M's and we've got Ma- Matchbox 20 and then followed by one of my favourite songs of all time, True Peace and Love from Matthew Southern Comfort. <laughs>
is Weekend Breakfast with Paul Waite on Aspen Waite Radio. Stardust, we are good. 
remember you showed me this one, Paul, before. 